Hi, everyone. This is Professor Clark with your second lecture on the Russian 153 grammar. And this lecture is on endings for the prepositional case. What could be more exciting? I don't know. Not anything. This is going to be the most exciting lecture you hear all semester. Actually, that may be true. We may be going all downhill from here because it's all going to be case endings and verb endings and things like that. So just prepare yourself. Uh, this may be a fantastic soporific. You may want to listen to it in order to put yourself to sleep on a night when you can't fall asleep because you've got too many thoughts running through your head. But I'm hoping it will also serve as a useful uh, review of the prepositional case endings and how to use them. So hopefully you will be able to stay awake during it long enough to get at least some use out of it. So let's start with a quick review of what is the prepositional case, uh, what do we use it for, what does it do? The prepositional case is called the prepositional in Russian because it is always used with a preposition. Other cases can be used with or without prepositions, but the prepositional case always has to have a preposition. It is also sometimes known as the locative case because it is used to indicate location and all of its uses indicate location in some way, sometimes some kind of metaphorical location. Uh, sometimes you'll see it separated into the general prepositional case and the specific locative uses of it, because as we'll see on a later slide, there are certain nouns that take different endings depending on whether this is just the general prepositional case without specific location or it's specifically being used as the locative case. But we'll talk more about that when we get to those slides. In the meantime, just remember that предложный падеж in Russian is the prepositional case, but in English you might often hear it referred to as the locative case, and in Russian it's sometimes called lokativ as well. So if it has to have a preposition, what prepositions does it have to have? The prepositions that are used with it are v, na, o, and pri. Uh, v meaning inside of, and notice that it can be just v or it can be vo, depending on how the noun it modifies or how the word it modifies is spelled. Na just exists as na, o can also be op, depending on the spelling of the word it modifies. And then pri, which you probably haven't seen before, pri we're not really going to talk about very much, but it means during the time of or in the presence of. So just know that there's this fourth preposition that goes with the prepositional case, but it's used much less often than v inside of, na on top of, or o about. And as I said, the prepositional case always indicates location in some way. So v, obvious, it's inside of an enclosed space. Na, also obvious, it's uh, on top of or at an open space. Or might be less obvious, but it means about or around. And it often is used in this meaning of around um, to describe physical actions, as well as about, as in I'm talking about Ivan. And then pri is also in the location of, in the vicinity of, uh, in the presence of, or during the time of, which is also a kind of location. So here we go. We're jumping right into the endings. 
And I have a lot of slides on endings, but actually the prepositional endings are pretty straightforward. Once you get into something like, for example, the genitive plural, you will appreciate how easy and straightforward the prepositional is. Nonetheless, it has a number of moving parts, so here we go. Uh, and we're going to start with nouns in the singular. And this is pretty straightforward. For most nouns, most of the time, the singular ending in the prepositional is yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're masculine, feminine, or neuter. Uh, so most hard stem and soft stem, masculine, feminine, and neuter nouns take the ending yeah in the prepositional singular. So for example, we have a hard stem masculine noun like zapid, the West. And then we can say nazapidia in the West. We could also have a soft stem masculine noun, so something that ends in myakiznak, like this one, or ikratkaya. And so we could have slavar, v slavaria. And note, with these soft stem masculine nouns, we drop the myakiznak or the ikratkaya before we add the ending. So slavar ends er myakiznak, and then we add an ending, slavaria, and we get er yeah. We could have a hard stem feminine noun like mama or mamia. And then we could have a soft stem feminine noun like nidilia, na nidilia. We could have a hard stem neuter noun like akno, va aknia, or a soft stem neuter noun like moria, na moria. All of these take ye. And note that the ye can be stressed or unstressed. So slavar is always unstressed, so we get slavaria or v'aknia, but then we can have stem-stressed nouns like nazapitia, amamia, nanindilia, namoria. In any case, it's yeah. So when in doubt, just add yeah. However, there is also a fairly large group of nouns that take e in this prepositional singular. And these nouns are very easy to recognize. The first subgroup in this group of nouns that take e in the prepositional singular are feminine nouns ending in myakiznak, ending in soft sign. So remember that both masculine and feminine nouns can end in a soft sign, and you just have to know. Although, quick hint, any noun that ends in ost, like kost, is going to be feminine. If you're not sure whether a noun that ends in a myakiznak is masculine or feminine, it's more likely to be feminine. So of this group of nouns, feminine nouns ending in myakiznak, you're going to drop the myakiznak and add e. So ploshids, a city square, becomes na ploshidzi. Loshids, a horse, becomes na loshidzi. Sibir, Siberia, becomes vsibiri. Similarly, we have a large group of nouns ending in e plus an ending. So these are masculine nouns ending in e ikratkaya, feminine nouns ending in e ya, and neuter nouns ending in e ye. In all cases, you're going to drop the last letter or the last sound and add e, and you're going to get an e e. You're going to get a double e. So for example, kafetiri. A cafeteria becomes va cafetirii. Valeri, valeri becomes a valeri. And this is where you're most likely to find masculine nouns ending in e ikratkaya. Um, they're not very common except as men's names like valeri or vasili. So o valeri. 
Lexia, a lecture, becomes na lexii. Zanyatia, a college class, becomes na zanyatii. Abshijitia, a dormitory, becomes va abshijitii. And remember when I told you at the beginning that some nouns distinguished between the true locative and just the general prepositional. Well, this group of nouns is now here, and it is masculine nouns that take a stressed ooh ending in the prepositional singular when used with the prepositions va or na to indicate location. So they will take a regular unstressed yeah when used with o, for example, to indicate that you're talking about something, but they will take a stressed oo when used with va or na to say that you're in or at someplace. Unfortunately, uh, you just have to know what nouns they are. Uh, they're normally hard, but I can think off the top of my head already of one soft stem noun, boy, battle. Uh, but for the most part, they're going to be hard, and a list of some of these nouns can be found on page 8 of your textbook. Uh, but for example, we have aeroport, an airport. As opposed to Or schaf, which is like a wardrobe that you would keep your clothes in, or a big cabinet kind of a thing. You can say The suitcase is in the wardrobe. But we are talking about the wardrobe, like maybe it needs to be replaced or something. Or birig, a shore. Yastayu na birigu, I am standing on the shore. Versus yadumayu abirigia, I am thinking about the shore. Another really important one is got, year. And so you're going to say, fkakum gadu viradilis, in what year were you born? So if you're asking about in what year something happened, you're going to use this u ending, fkakom gadu. Versus film novum godia, a film about New Year's. There we have o, and so we have the regular unstressed ye ending. And like I said, there's no real way to know which nouns take the stressed u ending, um, other than the fact that it's only masculine nouns that do, but you just have to know which masculine nouns take this ending. Uh, a lot of them are old nouns that have existed for a long time, uh, but at the same time, you also have new nouns that are borrowing. So yes, birik, for example, or lias, or krim, or don, are all very old nouns that have existed for a long time in Russian. And this particular ending, by the way, was an old medieval ending that has been preserved with these nouns. However, shkaf is a new word, or aeroport is a new word. Obviously, there were no airports in medieval Kievan Rus, uh, but somehow it's also taken that ending. So sadly, you just need to memorize these nouns, and you can start by memorizing the list on page 8 of your textbook. And now we get into the plural. Uh, so the plural is pretty straightforward for the prepositional, and the good thing about the plural is it doesn't matter whether the noun is masculine or feminine, it just matters what kind of a stem it has. So the stem is the last consonant in the word. So you can have hard stem nouns that end in a hard consonant, you can have soft stem nouns that end in a consonant plus a soft sign or a soft vowel, you can have velar stem nouns in which the last consonant is g, k, or h, 
and husher stem nouns, in which the last consonant is zh, z, ch, sh, and sha. And so most of your nouns are going to end in ach in the prepositional plural. You're going to add an ach to them. So for all hard stem nouns, all velar stem nouns, those that end in g, k, ch before any vowels, and all husher stem nouns, those that have z, z, ch, sh, and sha before any endings or vowels, you're just going to add an ach to make the prepositional plural. So for example, magazine becomes v magazinach, bank v bankach, mama a mamach, kniga v knigach, akno v oknach, note the stress shift, pismo v pismach, note the stress shift. Meanwhile, all soft stem nouns, regardless of gender, are going to take a yach in the plural. Uh, and if there is a soft sign or an ikrakoya, you're going to drop it before you add the ending, just like you would in the singular. So slavar becomes vslavaryach, muzei v muzeiach, ploshets na ploshetyach, lexia na lexiach, maria na mariach, abshejitia v abshejitiach. So now we get into adjectives. And just like with nouns, adjectives in the prepositional are pretty straightforward. However, you do need to keep in mind whether you're dealing with hard stem, soft stem, velar stem, or husher stem adjectives. And the rules are the same. What matters is the last consonant in the word before you get any vowels or endings. And so velar stems are those that end in g, k, ch. Husher stems are those that end in z, z, ch, sh, sh. Uh, soft stems and in ni, and then hard stems are all the other ones, basically. And so if you have a hard stem or a velar stem adjective, which is going to be most adjectives, the majority of adjectives in Russian are either hard stem or velar stem. And they're very straightforward to use. They're going to take om for the masculine or the neuter. Remember that masculine and neuter collapse and take the same endings with adjectives, and oi for the feminine. So, for example, with hard stems, like novi, stari, interesni, krasivi, v novom abshejitii, v starom magazinia, na interesnoi lexii, na krasivoi ploshedi. And you're going to have exactly the same endings for velar stem adjectives. Again, you just have to look for that g, k, or h. Uh, some common examples are strogi, strict, ruski, Russian, kakoi, what kind of, tihi, quiet, or plachoi, bad. And they're just going to have the same endings. So, o strogom prepodavatilje, about a strict teacher. V ruskom domje, in a Russian house. O kakoi knigia, about what book? V tichom gorodia, in a quiet town. O plachoi pagodia, about bad weather. And then we have soft stem adjectives. There are not very many of them, but there are a few really important ones. And almost all of them are going to end in n i ikratkaya in the masculine nominative singular. So, for example, sini, dark blue, posledni, last, nizhni, lower, visini, spring or vernal, asini, 
autumn or autumnal, zimni, winter, uh, lietni, summer. Note that all of the adjectives referring to seasons are soft stem adjectives. And soft stem adjectives take yim for the masculine or neuter and yi for feminine. So for example, you might say v Nizhnyam Novgorodia in Nizhny Novgorod, which is a large city in central Russia. Na Lietni Programia on or at a summer program. Where things get complicated with adjectives are when we're dealing with husher stem adjectives. Uh, because the endings for husher stem adjectives depend on stress in accordance with the five-letter spelling rule that you learned in Galasa. So husher stem adjectives have or before the ending. For example, svieži, fresh, bolshoi, big, haroshi, good. And they're comparatively common because these she endings are often used to make comparatives. Uh, like luci or something like that. And so, like I said, the ending changes depending on where the stress is. So if the stress is on the stem, which is going to be most of these adjectives, the ending is going to be yim for masculine or neuter and yi for feminine. So we could have v charoshem obshijitii na sviezhem vozduchia o luci padrugia. So, in a good dormitory, in the fresh air, about my best friend. However, if the stress is on the ending, which is going to be the word bolshoi, uh, the ending is om for masculine and neuter, and oi for feminine. So, v bolshom teatria na bolshoi ploshedi. In the Bolshoi theater, on the big city square. And then we have the plural. Uh, once again, the gender doesn't matter with the plural. The thing that matters is what kind of stem type you have. So hard stem adjectives take the ending uh with a hard uh. uh so for example, v novich abshijitiach na interesnich lekciach na starich plashediach. And note that these hard stem adjectives remain hard when matched with soft stem nouns. So the hardness or softness of the stem is intrinsic to the word itself and does not change when used to modify another word that can also be hard or soft, and that will also be intrinsic. You can have hard stem adjectives with soft stem nouns or soft stem adjectives with hard stem nouns. It doesn't matter. For soft stem, velar stem, and husher stem adjectives, you're going to add the ending ich with a soft e. V bolshich, and it's going to be pronounced more like an e because sh is always hard. V bolshich abshijitiach na lietnich programach v ruskich damach. And then, last but not least, we have special modifiers or possessive and indicative pronouns like mine, yours, this one, that one and then so on and so forth. So nash, ours, and vash, yours, plural, uh, take the same endings as haroshi. So we say v nashem abshijiti v vashe bibliotekia na nashich zanyatiach. Exactly the same endings as haroshi. Moi, tvoi, and svoi, uh, svoi, you remember, means one's own, Take soft stem endings, but because they are under stress, you're going to have yo in the masculine or neuter singular. Uh, so for example, v mayom goredia 
на твоей лекции в своем письме в моих библиотеках. Этот is a little confusing because it's going to take hard stem endings for the singular and soft stem endings for the plural. В этом городе, в этой библиотеке, в этих, with a soft e, университетах. Тот is even weirder because it's going to have hard stem again for the singular and then this weird ех for the plural. So в том городе, в той библиотеке, but в тех университетах. And then вес, all, or the whole, is going to take these somewhat anomalous, stressed, soft endings. So yom, ye, ех. В всем общежитии, в всей библиотеке, в всех университетах. So there you go. I hope you're still awake, or if you were using this to fall asleep, I hope you're soundly asleep now. And in any case, I hope you found this useful.